0: I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum.
2: Welcome back to Duke Loves Wrestling, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. That's right. The man of the hour, the man with the power too sweet to be sour is here, baby. I got a little different uh, recording set up today. I'm not in a secret location. I'm in the secret, secret location. So I may sound slightly different, but hey, I'm still here. I'm still here. And you are too, which I'm very happy about these days. You don't know what the hell is going to happen. So the fact that you're here listening, I really appreciate that. Shout out to all of you and your loved ones. That's for sure. You know, uh, on the show... We've had a lot of folks from the Texas area. You know, I have a a strong connection with the Texas wrestling scene. A lot of my friends are promoters and trainers and and wrestlers down in Texas. They're having a tough time with this, this winter storm that hit them, right? I mean, down in Texas, they got about six or seven inches of snow, and it just shut everything down, man. Ice and all kinds of stuff. And it's interesting because... As you know, I'm, I'm here in, in Boston, Massachusetts, and that's just a normal day for us. I mean, listen, we're about to get six inches in the next day or so. Uh, snowflakes have already started out there, and it's really nothing new for me. It's just business as usual. But I guess because we're equipped to handle it, because we get it on a regular basis, that's why it's not a big deal. But down there, oh, God, they got some problems, baby. So everybody down in Texas, you know, my, my heart goes out to you please be safe. And a lot of folks, they, they've lost power. Um, there's also what they call rolling blackouts, where they're shutting the power off for people on purpose in order to conserve energy because the energy grid is just overloaded, which is crazy, by the way. Texas is not a poor state, and I believe they're like the energy capital of the, of the country. So to think that they have to resort to shutting off power to conserve the energy because they're having Power overload people are, are trying to use too much power at one time for their grids That's crazy to hear makes no sense to me. So hopefully there's a lot of reform and things change because You know people people are in tough shape down there not to mention the whole covid stuff, man So again, my heart goes out to all of our, our friends in texas, please be safe And if you have any loved ones in texas, please check on them, you know, because It's it's tough. It's tough you Now speaking of that I, I just found out that uh conan the wrestler conan um he's in the hospital i guess he had some kind of medical uh concern there uh, there's reports out there something about his kidneys possibly or something like that i haven't confirmed that personally so i'm not going to say that's what it is i'm just gonna say conan my best to you my best to conan's family i hope all is well hope he heals up soon um You know, with that and COVID and all kinds of things going on these days, man, we just, you don't need those problems there. So please, Conan, be safe down there, brother. Please be safe. And hopefully they take care of you. That's for sure. Now, this week I'm going to um, do another blast from the past. I guess you folks really enjoyed that from a few weeks ago. So I'm going to bring that back. A funny conversation that the Boston bad boy and I had about Triple H and how that still applies to this day. So it would be a, a good laugh that you'll hear. And also, I have a... Uh, I'm I digging in the crates here. Got a great interview with uh, Wild WoW Superheroes, The Beast. You know, they're, they're world champion there. I don't know what the heck's going on with Wild WoW Superheroes. And I, I hope that they come back soon. Um, I know with, you know, the pandemic, they've been erring on the side of caution. That's why they haven't really run any events lately or what have you. But I, I hope to hear from them soon. But... You know, I figure, why not? I why not replay the conversation I had with their world champion because she's awesome, and you guys know I'm a big supporter of Wild WOW Superheroes, so that'll be fun to replay that great moment there. Um, but before I get to any of that blast from the past stuff, I want to touch upon a few key items happening in the in the world of professional wrestling today, and just you know, share my general thoughts here. And I'm going to start off with uh, the Dusty Classic. So the WWE, you know, they put on that tag team tournament that they call the Dusty Classic, and it's it takes place in NXT. So we have a men's and women's winning team for the Dusty Classic. So for the men, MSK. So this is the group that used to be uh, at least two of them were part of the Rascals over in Impact Wrestling. Um, shout out to MSK. I think these guys are going to do all right. You know, I think they're going to do all right in the WWE. They... They've been allowed to showcase all the high-flying, cool stuff that they do, and they're starting to show some personality. And the kids love them. You know, the kids are getting a kick out of them. So I, I think these guys are going to do all right. And I mean, that's that's really cool to see. So shout out to them. And then we also have um, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, you know, just speak about speaking about Texas there, right? Raquel Gonzalez and and Dakota Kai, who she's Australian. Uh, Shout out to the both of them. They won the women's Dusty Classic. Uh, Just when we talk about building new stars, this is how you do it, right? This is how you do it. And I think NXT in particular, they do a good job. You know, that brand within the WWE umbrella, they just they do a really good job building new stars. And certainly these four individuals, I look forward to seeing what they're going to do in the wrestling industry going forward. I mean, MSK, they they did very well in Impact. uh, But I think that they hit their ceiling as a tag team there. So it's great to see them in the WWE starting off in NXT. I think that's the right move. And these guys, they're going to be big time. Some folks are talking about seeing them against the New Day and what that could possibly mean. And I'm excited about that, too. I think that would be great. That's a great matchup for those guys. So look forward to that. You know, and Raquel Gonzalez, I just think that I, I see money. In her, I think that she's she's very, very, very um, she has a high ceiling for herself. I should say, you know, Rudy Boy Gonzalez down there, Texas Wrestling Academy. He contributed to her training. He was he was a main part of her training. Her father is a wrestler as well, and I know that he has helped her with psychology and what have you through the years. Just you know, growing up around dad, um, Raquel knows what she's doing, and she has some very good size on her, especially compared to the rest of the roster. She's tall. She's tall. And she's in great shape. And I think that because her fundamentals are so strong, because she's been trained properly, a lot of folks are going to be surprised when Raquel really kicks it into the next gear. She's still learning her character and still learning how to be comfortable out there in her own skin 100%. And it's been interesting to watch that journey. Um, But let me tell you something. Her fundamentals are so strong that wrestling isn't her issue right? If there's anything missing from Raquel Gonzalez's game, it ain't wrestling. She's got that. She's got that down. The issue is learning how to work big, learning how to work her character because most of her, her opponents are much smaller than her. You know, They're not in as, as, as great shape um, physically as far as muscular, and they're certainly not as tall. So you know, she's got to work big. And I think that that's her bread and butter. There's no reason for her to try to work too much like a a cruiserweight, if she's not a cruiserweight in that division. So work big, work smart. Don't be like Brock Lesnar and try to do a shooting star press or anything foolish like that. And I don't think Raquel would ever do that. Um, But there's money. I see money in her. So good stuff. Dakota Kai, she's fantastic. She's wrestled all over the world. She knows what she's doing. She was part of Team Kick. Um, I have a lot of time for her. I think she's fantastic. And I think she's a great person to pair up with uh, Raquel Gonzalez so shout out to whoever did that it's working out I love it. you know there's another person um well people I should say there's two other people in NXT that I think the world of okay I just think the world Jesse Kamea who is just slowly starting to get a little bit more screen time she doesn't have a pro wrestling background she actually was like a yoga instructor and a model or something uh but I she actually has some very good size on her too she's tall and she's in incredible shape and she's flexible. And I can tell just from what she does out there that she means it. whatever she's taught to do, whatever her training, the foundation of that is, she applies it out there. And she seems to have some good instincts. So I'm really excited to see what they do with Jesse Kamea. And I hope that she continues to be given an opportunity to shine because she's good. She's really good. So big fan of hers. And also, oh, my God, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something right now. Indy Hartwell. She did the best spine buster that I have seen in years. I mean, you know, Arn Anderson, I'm sorry, brother. She might she might have uh, surpassed you in terms of the best spine buster. And I got to go back and look at the tape and see if that was a fluke, which I don't think it was. But if that was a fluke or if this is just how Indy does her thing, that spine buster that she did this week on NXT was just tremendous. I I adore Indy Hartwell. I think she's fantastic. I really, 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 really am a big fan of hers. Um, and she's young. She's really young. She's just she's smart. She's in incredible shape. She's interesting. She's funny. I think that there's nothing she can't accomplish. You know what I'm saying? I, I think you could put Indy Hartwell in the main event on SmackDown right now versus Bailey or Sasha. Or, or put her on Raw and have her go against Oscar uh, or Charlotte. I think Indy Hartwell could give them a great match, and I think everyone would stand up and applaud. I think she's that damn good. I'm serious. I, I just I have all the time in the world for Indy Hartwell. She's fantastic. She's a woman of color, which is even more awesome to see her get these opportunities because she has all the tools. I'm not sure where she's from. I gotta look that up. I somewhere. She might be Australian, too. I, I don't know. And, and if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Uh, but I know she's not from the United States. She has a little, she has an accent, cool accent. But I just, I like her. I like her a lot, man. And I always did. I always thought that, you know, when the bell rings, seeing what she does, it's just, like, oh, she's good. She's really good. I don't know who trained her, but I'd love to have them on the show sometime because uh, she's fundamentally sound as well. But I just, man, I just, I got a lot of time for Indy Hartwell. She's fantastic, you know. And you know what you know what I like about her? When you look at the expressions on her face, like she's doing the thing with Johnny Gargano and his family there, um, and that's great. And she's always making these interesting faces and what have you at the right time. And even when she's in the ring, she laughs at the right time, that cocky laugh. Um, She gets angry at the right time. She sells at the right time. Indy Hartwell probably is going to be considered one of the greatest wrestlers of all time by the time she hangs up her boots, as long as she stays healthy. And I know that's like, what the hell are you talking about, Duke? Are you OK? I'm serious, man. I think her fundamentals are that good. She and and she has it all, including character development. I think Indy Hartwell, you know, you look at folks like, um, I don't know, you look at folks like Tony Storm and, and you look at folks, you know, Kaylee Ray and, and you know some of these Rhea Ripley, some of these other folks here who are really part of that generation of wrestler and they get a lot of accolades and well-deserved. But don't sleep on Indy Hartwell, okay? I think that we're going to be talking about her for a long, long time, man. And I think, honestly, you could plug her in right now, and she's going to be giving some great matches out there. So, And she's another one who she's not very short. I, I think Indy Hartwell, you know, she's taller than most of the roster. So it's, it's interesting to watch what the WWE has done in that regard as far as how they've rebuilt the women's roster. They have gone with size, which I like because I want to see more variety. For far too long, we just had too many of these shorter uh, women's wrestlers. And I understand that, you know, uh, women primarily are shorter than, than men. I get that. But I also get this is pro wrestling and athletes come in all shapes and sizes. So go out there and get a range of athlete. I want to see all the shapes and sizes, all the races, all the cultures. I want to see it all, man. Mix it in. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm really uh, hopeful and I know that they have a lot of other folks who are coming through the ranks here. I hear that the next NXT class is going to have the most women in the history of all the classes like this, the highest percentage of women is part of their class and it's possible that former impact wrestling uh, champion, Taya Valkyrie, it's possible she's going to be part of that. I don't know if they're going to start her off in NXT or if they're going to put her you know, on Raw or SmackDown. I wouldn't mind seeing her in NXT because I think that would be great. Um, but it's possible she's going to be part of that, so that'd be interesting to see. You know, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you another person, Trish Adora. That's another person that WWE, you're missing the boat if you don't sign this woman. Figure it out. Former military, she wrestles men, she wrestles women. She's absolutely fundamentally sound. She's absolutely gorgeous. She's absolutely a joy to listen to speak. She can communicate very well and she can wrestle her ass off above all else. You got to sign her, man. Got to sign her. You know, how many wrestlers can come into the company and can wrestle and can speak on the mic? And by the way, as an adult, she's military. She's seen a lot of stuff. So she ain't coming in with that, that immature garbage. She's coming in as an adult. Sign her, okay? Sign her. That's right. That's all I'll say about that. I put that online as well. Uh, She's fantastic. I'm a big fan of Trisha Dara. Shout out. Absolutely. I'd love to have her on the show sometime, too, and I let her know that. Um, I don't think she's doing too much press right now because she just did a a wave of it, but the next time she opens up, man, you better believe I'm going to... If I got to... You know what I mean? Move mountains to get to the front of the line. I want her on this show, Trisha Dora, because I feel the the listeners of Duke Loves Wrestling, you deserve it. You really need to hear from this person because she's fantastic and she has a hell of a story to tell. And I think that if the two of us had a conversation, it would just be magic. So putting that out there to the world for sure. Speaking of which, you know, Jazz has just been doing such a fantastic job in Impact Wrestling. It's it's something else when you think about the fact that Jazz announced here on Duke Loves Wrestling that she was retiring. So this was the first place she actually said that. And, but she put a caveat in there, if you remember. She said, I, I'm going to retire from actively wrestling. I just, you know, my body, my bumps, I, I, I've had enough. Unless somebody's going to come with some good money, you know, a good deal, then maybe I'll step back in the ring. But I think I'm all done. And literally like a month later, Impact Wrestling has her booked and she's been running and ripping and roaring ever since. So. <laughs> Shout out to the legend, Jazz. She's fantastic, man. You know, I just I adore her. I She's like family. You know, her and Rodney Mack, those are my folks. I try to check in with them at least a few times a week. You know, just great people, man. Great people. And... Ever since they came on this show and every time they come on the show, something ends up happening in a positive manner for them, too, which is really a compliment. Uh, I really appreciate and love to see that you fans continue to support them because they're great, great, you know, great family, great folks. And jazz being on TV in 2021 is just so beautiful. Same thing with Rodney Mack, SWE Fury. He's been kicking butt over there. They got TV. And it's interesting for the Red Dog to be doing that. A, a lot of guys, a lot of um, folks who've been on the show are, are down there in SWE Fury. You know, Maverick, Moonshine Mentel, my man. You know, I, I think Max Castellanos, you know, he and Moonshine, they got a little rivalry going there. They, they're they down there in SWE Fury. So if you're, if you're down in the Texas area, you should definitely check them out or just go online, SWE Fury. Find them on Facebook and on Twitter. They got links to some of their matches and, and, and their cards. It's great. James Beard, I got to get you back on the show to talk about SWE Fury. I know you're one of the guys behind the scenes over there, and I'm really impressed. And, you know, Jazz and, and Rodney Mack, their they're, uh, dog pound training center there that they have with Thunder Rosa, I believe they're the official wrestling school of SWE Fury. So that's in addition to Mission Pro Wrestling. You know, so that's that's pretty cool. You know, Dog Pound Dojo, shout out to them. Just It's good to see. It's good to see good people from the wrestling industry continue to thrive and succeed. We want to see that. We need more of them teaching the next generation. You know, so when you see people like Vert Vixen, who continues to get booked over in, uh, over in uh, AEW, you know, she's really been a fixture on Dark which I hope that means she's going to be a fixture on Dynamite at some point. She put on a, a great match with um, Ty Conti the other day, which I really loved. So, you know, shout out to Vert Vixen, another one who's been on the show before. And she's, she's trained by Jazz and, and, and Thunder Rosa, Rodney Mack, you know, that whole family over there. They're getting her ready for that next level, man. So the fact that she's already on dark, that's pretty damn cool. It's cool to see. You know, uh, AEW, they're doing a women's tournament to determine their next number one contender for the women's championship, which is kind of hokey. But okay, if it's an excuse for more women's wrestling, then I'll take it. I'll take it. Fine. And what's interesting is that they're, they're doing a portion of the tournament in Japan. So now we don't have to worry about the travel restrictions or anything like that. We're still getting the content. We're still getting the matches. It's still part of the overall storyline here of the tournament. So I'm happy about that. But what I'm not happy about is the fact that it's only online thus far. They're still sticking to their whole one women's match per week on Dynamite. That's it. I just don't get it. And it's it's crazy because Kevin over at uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, he said something interesting. Something that I say often. But he said, you know, NXT UK for the most part, consistently has multiple women's matches per week, and it's only an hour show. And, and my question is, well, what's the excuse for these shows that are two hours? Dynamite is two hours long. Why do you only feature one women's match per week? It doesn't make sense. It's insulting, embarrassing, especially because you got some talented women who we see on dark. <laughs> That that is the part that makes me scratch my head. It's not that AEW is not featuring strong women's content because, of course, they are. They're just not putting it on TV. It's crazy, you know. And and then you you, you insult me with with this whole Rio stuff. I still don't understand the Rio thing. I, I I don't get it. I'm not buying into it. You soured me on Rio when you had her defeat Nyla Rose twice cleanly, and then you had to had her defeat her again. For the AEW Women's Championship, you you know, that that soured me on Rio. But Rio took on um, someone who is OVW trained, someone who has had, you know, some of the best matches with Thunder Rosa over the past year. Someone who has experience wrestling all over the world, the current NWA Women's Champion, which, you know, sidebar, what the hell's going on at NWA? What's going on? I don't know. But you guys got to figure it out, man, because I'll tell you right now, I, I I went to the NWA website and you guys don't even have a roster listed, which lets me know if you don't have a roster listed, then do you have a roster? I mean, I just I don't know. It, it's food for thought there. I, I, I don't know what that what that means. But NWA, I hope all is well over there. I'm talking about Serena Deeb. I know I drew that out for a little while there, but Serena D. who's fantastic. She, she could be a top trainer right now if she wanted to be. She could be the best wrestler in any wrestling company right now, as long as Thunder Rosa or Sasha Banks isn't there. Um, but I felt bad for Serena because she had to carry Riho, who has no business being in the ring as far as I'm concerned, because she's just not credible. It doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. This little kid in there. She looks like a little kid. I cannot believe that she can beat anybody up. You, you, you cannot get me to buy that. It will never happen. Give me a break. They should have had Thunder Rosa back in there. They should have Vert Vixen in there. They should have had uh, Taya Conti in there. They, they, they should have had somebody else. Bert Baker. Somebody else. Anybody else. Anna Jay. Somebody else. Somebody credible. Nyla Rose. It just, I don't know. What are you going to do, right? What are you going to do? I just don't get it. I don't get the Rio thing. And I don't get why we only get one women's match per week in AEW. Now, what I do get is that Tony Schiavone, every time I hear that guy do commentary, I have to stop and take a look at what's going on because that voice just it won't let me go. I love it. It won't let me go. And I will say again, like I've said consistently, AEW looks pretty good. Their production value is through the roof. But you insult my intelligence when you book a match between Jon Moxley and Kenny Omega and it's going to be an exploding barbed wire deathmatch. Now, I understand that Tony Khan comes from the generation of uh, ECW fans who thought it was awesome to see blood and guts and would have you, even though ECW have a little bit of it in comparison to the real deathmatch stuff. I, I just I don't get what you're doing, Tony. An exploding barbed wire deathmatch? Why? Do you really need to go that far for John Moxley to be interesting? Seriously. And this whole thing with Impact Wrestling, where they're just be- basically burying Impact Wrestling, that's another thing I'm frustrated about. But I just, I don't know. I don't know. They got to go through these bells and whistles instead of putting on great women's content. It makes me, it just makes me scratch my head, shake my head. I don't get it. Whatever happened to just wrestling? Whatever happened to that? I don't know. It's foolish. I want to see Ricky Starks beat the hell out of somebody every week. He can, he can out-wrestle the majority of the roster, not named Thunder Rosa. Just give me that. Is that, is that too hard to ask for? Can I get any of those guys from FTR and Ricky Starks in the ring? Can you give me a wrestling match, please? That's all I want. Exploding barbed wire death match. Get the hell out of here. What, what are we talking about? This is nonsense. It's just, it's pure nonsense. But this is what with, with Tony Khan's coming up. I'm telling you, the guy, you know, because his father is a multi, 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 multi-billionaire, has over 10 billion dollars that's what he's worth his toys are different from our toys our toys are action figures tony khan's toys are real people in a real wrestling company or a real football company right those are his toys so so he's putting together all his dream matches to satisfy all of his his uh imaginary dreams here and and one of them is an exploding barbed wire death match between john moxley and kenny omega garbage pure garbage Never mind the fact that a good portion of your, your fan base doesn't even know what the hell a exploding barbed wire death match is. They're too young. I, I had to laugh when I saw so many people say, what the hell is that? They weren't even alive when FMW was going on. They don't have a clue. And they never knew about BJW. So they don't know what the hell. They, you, listen, wait until they find out that there were Piranha matches. <laughs> you think they know who Onita is or anything like that? These kids don't have a clue. So, you know, you, you're basically, you're satisfying a party you one won as far as I'm concerned because most people, no one asked for this match. Nobody wants this match. This is foolish. But I, I'm not surprised. So, whatever. You know me. I, I'm not going to pre- sit here and pretend like I, I have to find something nice to say about AEW. I like what I like with them. You know, Tony Schiavone and Thunder Rosa and Big Swole. Uh, Vert Vixen on Dark. Even though I want to see her on the main show. I want to see the women, all the women on the main show. Um, I like what I like, and I dislike what I dislike. Kenny Omega is the most boring champion you could ever see. Boring, does nothing for me, and somehow, some way, he's managed to be a worse champion than John Moxley. I don't even know how you pull that off. Fascinating, but here we are. So you got to put these guys in an exploding barbed wire death match. Give me a break. Anyway, pro wrestling is is getting interesting because we're we're on the road to WrestleMania, so. You know, expect more surprises. We still don't know what the WrestleMania uh, main event is going to be. We know that Edge is going to be in one of the featured matches. We know that Bianca Belair is going to be in one of the featured matches. And that's really all we know. We don't really know anything else. So, I don't know. Maybe I should put up a poll. What do you think the WrestleMania main events? Let's do the the top two matches. What are the two main events going to be for WrestleMania? Put up a poll. We'll talk about that. And I'll do that because it's far more interesting than a friggin' barbed wire, exploding barbed wire death match. Foolishness. Anyway, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna have a little blast from the past. That's right, that's right. We're gonna have uh, <laughs> first. I'm gonna play my uh, conversation with the Beast from Wild Superheroes. Wild Superheroes, a world champion, and then a very interesting conversation that the Boston Bad Boy and I had. And ironically, it's still topical, still applies to today, which is really funny. It's really interesting. So take a quick break and then we'll be right back with that.
3: This is the pastor of wrestling, Kevin West, and I'm listening to Duke Love Wrestling.
1: Know that I really appreciate all the fantastic feedback that you give, you know, when you send the emails to DukeLovesWrestling at Gmail, or you hit me up on Twitter and Facebook. And one of the things that is really cool is when you make suggestions about who should be guests on the show. I mean, you always give me some great ideas, and it's good to know who the fans are supporting, especially at particular times through the years there. One person... Who I have gotten an overwhelming response since season one of Wow Superheroes on Access TV has been the Beast. I mean, so many of you have demanded, Duke, we want to hear from the Beast. We want to hear from the Beast. Where is she at? When are you going to get her on the show? So you know, I I, I had to pull little strings here. You know, the the world's greatest attorney, Sophia Lopez. I had her uh, threaten to sue. David McLean, if he didn't uh, honor my request, and David finally buckled to the pressure, so without further ado, you've been asking for—we got her, the Beast of WOW Superheroes. <laughs> beast, how are you today?
3: Ah, yeah, how you doing? I'm awesome.
1: I am awesome as well. And, and listen, let me tell you something. I am so excited because this Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Access TV. It is the season two season finale of Wild Superheroes two-hour special here, and you finally get your shot at Tessa Blanchard. So, So how does that feel to finally get this championship match that you've been clawing and scraping and trying to get for so long?
3: It feels like a long time coming. It feels like it's going to be real painful for Tessa Blanchard, and it feels like it's going to be a good time for anybody who watches.
1: I have to ask because just watching the evolution of The Beast going all the way back to season one till today, I mean, you have really come on the the stage and you've taken the wrestling world by storm. What do you attribute your success to? I mean, how is it that you've been able to accomplish so much in such a short amount of time?
3: I'm just myself, man. When I call myself The Beast, it's not a gimmick. It's not just a name. It's how I live my life. Every part of my life, I live my life hard, no excuses. You you wake up early. You go to bed late. You put in 150%. You know I'm saying 100% is not good enough. If you're on time, you're late. That's how I live my life. And I think people see that. I think people can, can get behind that. And I think there's a little part of people. When I get my hands on one of them opponents that are excited to see what kind of damage I'm going to put on them, what kind of hurt I'm going to give them.
1: Well, it's funny because, you know, recently you got your hands (laughs) on none other than Faith the Lioness, uh, another uh, young up-and-coming competitor, and you just completely ripped her to shreds. I mean, it it was so vicious. It was was so detailed, the way that you brought pain to her life. What was that all about? Were were you really focused on, on Faith, or were you thinking about some other people you wanted to get your hands on?
3: I focus on whatever's in front of me at that moment. And if she thought she was big enough to step in the ring with the biggest and the baddest, then I was going to handle the beatdown that she was asking for. Can I tell you, after that match, I got a call from Peta, I got a call from Child Protective Services, I got a call from her mother because apparently after that beatdown, she had a tap recital that she couldn't make it to. Isn't that sad?
1: Oh come on now, beast! A tap recital? (laughs) That is just—you talk about a shot right there. We all know Faith the Lioness is a singer and a dancer, what have you? A tap recital? Oh boy! And you know
3: that night she wasn't a wrestler—at least not one for me.
1: Well, it was more like uh, she was she was a feast for the beast, so to speak.
3: Yes, I like that—a feast for the beast.
1: Speaking of which, you've had a very interesting feud going on with somebody who for many years was the face of Wild superheroes. I'm talking about none other than Jungle Girl. A lot of folks draw comparisons between you and her. You know, they're saying Jungle Girl is is the face of the past, but the Beast may be the face of the future here. What do you say to those comparisons made uh, between the two of you there?
3: I will give, and I hope, I hope you're, someone's recording this right now, cause this is one of the only times I'm gonna say this. But I will give Jungle credit. We'll give Jungle Girl credit. For 18 years, she dominated WoW. For 18 years, she had a streak that, that no one could touch. She was the biggest thing that WoW had going. And I say was, because now there's a bigger and badder face on WoW, and it's the beast. And I can't help but now that I am there, Now that I am in wow, all Jungle can do now is whine about how she plays by the rules and how it doesn't work for her. And all she can do is talk about her 18-year streak and, and all the interruptions of her matches. And now it's like those crusty feet she refuses to cover up in the rain. She is getting tired and corny. Let me just say, now that I'm here I hope she enjoyed those 18 years she had because it's over now. She had those 18 years. She was she was tough. She was on top. Now it's my time. And so whoever's making those comparisons are absolutely right because she cannot stop me. She cannot stand toe to toe with me. She can't face me on her best day. And I will prove it every time we get in the ring together.
1: Wow, you talk about some strong words there. And, and listen, you've proven that you can stand toe-to-toe with Jungle Girl, whether it be in the locker room where you're driving her through a door, whether it be in the ring. So uh, I'm not going to question what you said there. I'm just going to take it as the gospel, so to speak. My, my and she knows goodness. it,
3: too, because she's she had to sneak up behind me with a chair. Really? So forget Queen of the Ring, forget Jungle Girl. She's just a snake in the grass. But I got a lawnmower just for her. I got her. I'm ready to cut her down.
1: (laughs) We're talking to the beast of wow superheroes. Something that I find very interesting, especially when it pertains to wow superheroes. You're talking about a television show about the strongest, most intelligent, most talented women on the planet and you're all being presented in such a a fantastic, positive light. And you in particular, you're somebody who has worked so hard and you've earned the opportunity to be one of the top featured stars in Wild Superheroes. And this is all on on primetime TV. How does that feel to, to be a person of color, to be a woman, and to be presented in such a positive, strong light where you're allowed to be yourself on international TV every week?
3: I mean, to be honest, it feels amazing because being with WOW, they they do showcase, highlight women of all different backgrounds, sizes, uh, shapes, ethnicities. So anyone you want to stand behind, you can. But for me personally, I don't look like everyone else. And there's a lot of times where they tell you looking like I look is not okay you know what I'm saying, whether it be color, the tattoos, the size, they tell you it's not okay, it's not right. But there's going to be some little girl out there, there's going to be some grown woman out there who's going to see me being myself and being strong. And that's going to impact them in a positive way. And I can appreciate that. And I hope that happens on a daily basis. You know what I'm saying? I get a lot of young girls who hit me up through social media or whose parents come up to me and let me know that, you know, They look up to me because of me being strong and me being unique and me being myself, and that is so important to me because one day that little girl or that little woman is going to realize that she can be whatever she wants to be, maybe because she saw me. That's awesome. That is super awesome. We don't have role models like that on an everyday basis, so I'm proud and I take it very serious to be one of those.
1: And let me tell you something. You have done a fantastic job again It's the fact that you're allowed to be yourself. This isn't a character. This is who you are. And every single week we get to see the power. We get to see the fact that you're so intelligent, you've been able to position yourself to be in the main event. The fact that, you know, we see the beauty. We see it all rolled up into one. And again, this is on primetime television for the entire world to see. This is what WoW Superheroes presents to the world, and it's a model that, you know, everybody can follow. So it's, it's really impressive to see. We've talked about everything else. Let's get to the main event here. Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Access TV, WoW Superheroes, the Beast is going to challenge Tessa Blanchard for the WoW Superheroes World Championship. What's going to happen? <laughs>
3: You know what's going to happen. Let's not play these games. Look, there's a reason this third-generation phenom has been running from me. There's a reason why this woman who, I mean, I've read online, people are saying that she is the most gifted wrestler on the planet. That's cool. That's a cool-ass way to have. I don't care. All I care about is that she has a wild world championship and that I want it and that it's mine. So when we get in the ring this Saturday, what's going to happen is not only am I going to put her through that mat, I'm going to put her through the building. I am going to put, I'm gonna hit her so hard with so much force that I want people to cringe. I want people to write letters asking if she's okay. I want them to send flowers and condolences. And I want to show everyone who really is the undeniable queen of the ring. It's me.
1: These are Strong words coming from a strong woman, the Beast. Listen, Beast, if the fans want to continue to reach out to you, I mean, you you mentioned the fact that you have folks from young kids to adults finding inspiration in what you bring to the table on a weekly basis there. If they want to reach out to you, what's the best way they can find you online?
3: You can find me on social media at wow underscore the Beast. Or you can go to at wow superheroes and it will link you to me, or you can just go on the website www.wowe.com. But most importantly, watch. Watch this Saturday. Boy, I got something coming for Tessa Blanchard.
1: You, I can't wait. I'm telling you, I'm, this is the most anticipated match in the history of Wild Superheroes. It's the most anticipated match in the history of Access TV. So I can't wait to see. When the Beast challenges Tessa Blanchard this Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, WOW Superheroes, it's the two-hour season finale. And also, folks, don't forget, you can head over to uh, www.wowe.com. WOW Superheroes has some great merchandise, so you can also support the Beast by picking up your own Beast shirt and, and see some other things that they're going to be putting out there. I believe they got a great deal with pro wrestling tees, so there's going to be continued great merchandise put out there, especially if you want to support the Beast. Listen, Beast, I, I'm going to just wish you good luck. I know that you are definitely up to the challenge. Tessa Blanchard technically is the best wrestler in the world, at least in my book. So if you defeat Tessa Blanchard for that Wild Heroes <laughs> Championship,
3: When? When I I I, defeat?
1: Yes. Okay. When you defeat her. I may have to pronounce to the entire world that the Beast is the new greatest wrestler in the world.
3: What do you think about that? I think it's going to happen. So you get ready. You write out a good little little speech that you're going to say because it's going to happen. I want my theme music playing in the background when it does. This is Alexa, and this is Brianna, and we're Sugar and, and, we're Spice. Sugar and Spice, and you're listening
0: to Duke Club Wrestling. And with that said, Boston bad boy, what's on your mindset? Well, mind today? I, you know, I was just thinking, um, Cena's from around here, right? Is he from? Yes, around? he is. West around here? New- the mean streets of West yeah. Newbury, Massachusetts? Yeah, West Newbury, yeah, that's right, sort of up in God's country. Yeah, but uh, no, I, it's like I said, I'll tip my hat where my hat is, where the hat is due to be tipped. Sure. So I guess the, in, in light of John Cena. Being such a good guy, I'll lay off him this week. Oh, but I got a problem with nice some other folks. Oh my Buddha! No, I'm thinking about this because, you know, uh, this has been a heavy show. We've talked about a lot of serious things here. Sure have. And uh, the person who is on my hit list tonight is somebody who's just a clown. Oh boy! In my humble opinion. Oh boy! And I think it's it's just not right. So. I'm going to take a stand in my own small way. Oh, yeah? That doesn't compare to what anyone else is doing, obviously. But in my own small way, which is me being lazy and keeping my ass in this chair, I'm going to take a stand while sitting and talk about the doofus son-in-law. That's how I'm going to refer to him. And you know who I'm talking about. Don't be disrespectful. No, who is it? Don't be disrespectful. Who is it? Triple H. Ah. Whose original gimmick name was? Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yeah. Yeah. Was there Candelabra involved or was that Liberace? I can never remember. <laughs> so, the doofus son-in-law, that's a line I stole from CM Punk, by the way, but um, what he did this week was above and beyond. But again, I don't follow this stuff. I really don't. And you post constantly. So right. I see it. I'm barraged by it. That's right. So when I saw this guy pop up and what the headline was and I read it and I said, "This is just this is just par for the course with these people. So, here's what happened. I'm going to fill everybody in here because you're not going to be able to get through it without drooling over the McMahon family oh and the doofus. No. So Triple H was on something called the McMahon Splaining podcast. Boy, why didn't you think of that name? I know. Can you imagine <laughs> we could have made some money off of that? Huh? Yeah, I know. jeez. <laughs> Considering how much you stick up for the guy, uh, so he's on this show and he asked why he takes a picture. He was at Triple H was asked why he takes pictures with, with only certain wrestling talents, and this sanctimonious, self-important, bloviating, you-know-what, had the audacity to say this, quote, Because I'm more famous. When I do that, and I take a picture just on Twitter alone, I got six million people that see it. When I tap that picture, I make them something bigger, and that's the attempt, end quote. Is this guy out to lunch or what? Is this 50-year-old, has-been, married into, doofus, really think that he has the ordaining touch to bring people who are out there working up to the next level just by being in the same picture as him? Well, come on. If that was the case, fire him, save a couple of bucks, get a cardboard cutout. And let them stand next to that, don't, and you want to deal with it. Stop it! Don't it's take absolutely
2: things, insane. Don't take things out of context. The, the reality of the situation is Triple H does have a large following, and yeah, it is a big deal to be seen in pictures with him. Come on, I mean
0: the guys. No, it's a big uh, deal for you to be seen in pictures because you're a super fan, and you want to marry into the McMahon family oh if you can. Boy. Okay, but this guy's full of shit. <laughs> whoa, okay, whoa. He is. Like CM Punk said, and I'll, here's another quote. I don't need to wrestle him, he needs to wrestle me. We talked about this already. Yeah, yeah. We talked about this already. Yeah. What's really happening here, despite the spin from Triple H, he needs his picture taken with them, the new talent, the up-and-comers, the big people coming up the roster. Because, like I said, he is old and he has been. And the only reason that he is still relevant in his own mind and he's on television is because he married into the family. Riddle me this, if Triple H had not married into the McMahon family, is he still on television every night of the week? Possibly. Get the hell out of here. If Triple H had not married into the McMahon family, would he be considered a great wrestler? Yeah, a lot of people... Oh, get the hell Come out on. of here. Come on. If Triple H had not married into the McMahon family, would he even be in contention for the Wrestling Hall of Fame down the road? No! The answer is no. The answer is absolutely no, and you know it. Listen,
2: Boston Bad Boy, I think that you're being a little disrespectful here because the thing about Triple H is that he is a person who is one of the main people part of the Attitude
0: Era. okay? Which they try so hard to distance themselves from, except this guy, like a bad penny, keeps turning up. Because he's married in. He's married in. He's an established brand. He's a doofus who wears suits two sizes too small instead of focusing on his behind-the-scenes job, which is where he belongs. Because he wants to revisit his glory days ad nauseum, which is very similar to Vince McMahon Sr. Here we go again. who, who, Who wants to, well, junior technically, I guess, but he's now the senior guy, who wants to be out there wrestling. He wants to be out there denying CTE exists, and denying head uh, concussions are a problem, yet he might he's going to go out there into the ring himself and potentially give one of his employees a concussion. Because he's so full of himself, and guess who's walking right down that same path? It's like that old little thing, that, that picture my aunt had hung in her, in her bathroom that said, with the picture of uh, Jesus on the beach, and it said, Why, Jesus, when I look back there was only one set of footprints, it's because that's when I carried you. He's right in the same set of footprints as Vince McMahon. What? Who is, is Who is your personal Jesus and is also obviously Triple H's. And it's disgusting. It's Wh- disgusting. When you have a veteran who has
2: given their life and their body for this business. Yeah, 20 years ago. Okay. Okay. 20 years okay. ago. But still, he did something, and he's an established brand, and the fans
0: understand who he is. So taking a picture with him and, and getting endorsed by him is a big deal no it's not a big deal it's a big deal for him to be endorsed by them with their youth and vitality you and I are much much younger than triple H if we went out and started taking selfies with 20somethings to people would say we're, we're creeps for doing it but for somehow he's gonna say I got six million followers baby why don't you sign up to me whoa stop that right now well I'm just saying just stop it's, it's inappropriate right because they don't know they're not they they don't know they're being used well maybe they do but what can they do Because here's the thing... These guys are up and coming. You know what's gonna make them go over the top? You know what's gonna make all this new talent that he thinks he's putting his little magic fairy dust all over, being a picture? If him and Vince could write decent scripts. If they could get WWE in a position where people are interested in what's going on. Not this reality TV show crap that's a cop-out. It's too easy. It requires no thought. Not these stupid no-name, no-gimmick matches. Not put the title on John Cena again. Get these people going. You won't need to take pictures. And that's the problem. So long as they have no infrastructure, creatively, then Triple H can wander around and th- call himself important because he's taking pictures with people. It's, it's self-fulfilling prophecy, and it's insane. It's absolutely insane, and it's ridiculous that you'll take this side on it. And I know you will. Listen, yeah. I'm I, I, I wasting my
2: breath with it. I'm just going to say this once and for all. Seriously. When you have somebody who has been busting their butt on the Indies and they make it to the big time, the WWE. Yeah, that's right. You have to reintrodu- busting their butt, but you have to introduce them to a whole new fan base that probably had no clue who they were on the Indies.
0: Okay, how about this? How about that they're on TV already? Half of these pictures take place in the ring. They're already on TV. Triple H. We don't need. They could put it on their own. They could put it. Why doesn't WWE then put the picture on the official WWE channel? Why is it on Triple H's? Because well, itself. It's Serving all right. If it was really that important for the talent It would be on all their official media Not just Triple H's little uh, fiefdom of, of pictures It's bizarre It's self-serving And he's a washed up doofus that's And that's it. all I have to say I'm, about I'm that I'm done with this guy
2: I'm done with this Thank you to Big Vito Lagrazzo for joining us again this week Yes, I will take a minute and take a breath to say thank you to Vito The most Jewish man in the world, Matthias Glass Thank you for joining us Shalom. as well you can head over to Facebook, Twitter, type in Duke Loves <laughs> wrestling. Let us know what you think of the show. The Boston Bad Boy clearly, has—he just he's you're gonna jealous keep this of the going. McMahon. I stopped, and he's now you're going to keep it going. Of Triple H, I see. And that's why he's doing I'm this. I'm jealous
0: because he's 30 years you old. You want to take me? a
2: picture with Triple H. That's I, what the why? problem is. I don't need him. All right? I'm already because bigger than he Because he's going to give you the rub. I'm younger than him. Yeah. I'm better looking. Please, you wish. It's
0: easier Mr. Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke
2: Love Wrestling.